Hello, and welcome to Baseline to Baseline, a sports podcast with a musical twist. My name is Aiden Berg, and today I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nathan Ackerman. Nathan, how are you doing today? Well, since you asked, my Philadelphia Phillies have won 9 of 10. We are a lock for the playoffs, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But because of that, I am feeling great. Yes, we are very happy to be recording another episode of Baseline to Baseline for your pleasure, the listeners anyway. Um, And so we're going to jump right into it with our first sports segment of the day by talking about the NBA playoffs and everything that has happened recently. So Nathan, is there a, a particular topic of the stuff that has happened in the bubble in the last week or so that you would like to discuss right now? Yeah, so I want I want to start this off by sort of owning up and being accountable because that's what this podcast is all about, of course. In a recent is podcast, it? I think it was I think it was two weeks ago, we had Bobby Kirschenbaum on, and Bobby was a phenomenal guest, of course. Gang, gang, and ew, and Bobby said, he said that if the Miami Heat get to the second round and play the Milwaukee Bucks, Heat are going to take that series, and I kind of dismissed it and I was kind of rude about it. I said, look, the Heat are a good team, but they're not good enough, and they're not they're not going to take down the Bucks because the Bucks are too good. And as we're seeing right now, I was very wrong. Uh, clearly, the Bucks are trash. Uh, the Heat the Heat lead two zero. They might still lose, sure, but the way I dismissed it was, um, well, kind of dismissive. And I just kind of feel feel bad about that because Bobby made a great point. He had a hot take, and it was a great point, and it turned out to be largely correct. And I just want to apologize for that. Yeah, I think that we were, maybe, I, I mean, I wasn't ignoring the signs because everything that I saw pointed to Miami being a really tough matchup. And I think that I that I said that um, and have said that recently, but I still just didn't um, really give the Heat that much of a chance uh, in that series just because the Bucks for their regular season were one of the great teams, like, ever. <laughs> like, they were... I don't. They were one of like, not that many teams throughout history to have, a, a double digit point differential, top five in both offensive and defensive, um, efficiency. The, you know they're, just they were supposed to be like one of the best teams ever almost, and they're getting punked by the Heat right now. The Heat are just a lot tougher. The Heat are shooting it a lot. Well, I don't even want to say that the Heat are shooting a lot better because Miami won game one and, and Milwaukee outshot uh, the Heat from the three-point line both in terms of percentage and in terms of the number of points from there. I think it's just the Heat are a mentally a mentally tougher team right now. Yeah, I think so. And I I thought at the end of game two, I thought the Bucks caught the break that they needed. Um, with that foul call on whoever whoever was taking that 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 three toward the very end of, of the game, Chris Middleton. Sure in. Chris Middleton. It was a horrible call. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a disgusting call. I don't even know what that was all about. But um, then he then he cashed in. Obviously, a three from the charity stripe made all three tied it up. And I was like, okay, there's no way the Bucks drop this game. They're probably going to go on to win the series. And then. 
they come right back with not as bad of a call. You you thought it was it was a foul. I'm still not sure. I like to have a little bit of physical play going. I didn't think that he really did much to affect the shot. I mean, he put a hand on his back, sure, and he might have, you know, pushed him slightly. But I don't know if it warranted a foul call in that spot. But um, obviously, Jimmy Butler hit both. Time expired, and that was it. So, so I was wrong about that again. I thought that the Bucks got a break. I was wrong. Uh, this is just a week of of significant wrongness on my part and I just felt like that had to be stated for accountability purposes I guess so you feel like there's any chance that the Bucks come back and win the series yeah no yeah yeah I totally do I think okay this might sound kind of weird but I feel like the Bucks could come back and win it in six you know Ooh. I feel like they could just say we are the better team uh, we're going to turn it on and win it in six. I feel like if the Heat get one more game, they're not going to lose this series. So I guess I feel like the Heat are going to close it out in four or five, maybe six, or the the Bucks are just going to flip a switch and win the next four and take it in six. So, yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. I don't think it will. I think it'll end up being probably Heat in five maybe. Um, but I, I would, I'm never going to rule out Giannis. I mean, I, I know he's not playing like Giannis normally plays, but the guy's a freak, you know, <laughs> Greek freak. Yeah, sorry. So I think they have a chance. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think we should close the book on the series just yet. No, yeah, definitely. Especially when they have the two time about to be anyway, two time MVP. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask you about what, uh, Richard Jefferson said about, Giannis being more of a Pippin than a than a Jordan, which everyone got mad on social media, either saying that that's not true or that Pippin, like saying that is uh, is is mean to Scottie Pippin and and you know is kind of insulting because of the level of player that he was. And while I I love Scottie Pippin and I you know kind of have a higher perception of him than I think a lot of people do. Giannis has bigger aspirations than than being Scottie Pippen. He should have the aspiration of trying to be the greatest player ever. So you know what do what do you think about that? And and, and has had has he you know shown enough for you in this series? I mean, I I I think it's necessary to start this off by saying we don't need to listen to anything Richard Jefferson says. That guy is just such a clown. I like Richard Jefferson in No, general. I hate Richard Jefferson, man. He's, he's funny. so annoying. He's so annoying. Whenever Did he say he, something about the Warriors? Yeah, he says everything about the Warriors. And every time anybody's like, the Warriors are good, Richard Jefferson comes back with, oh, remember that one finals that we won? And I'm like, yeah, remember the three that you lost? Just please shut up right now. Nobody wants to hear you speak ever again. So with that out of the way... I, yeah, I think it's kind of disrespectful to Giannis. It's not really disrespectful to Pippen. I mean, come on. It's, Giannis is... I mean, Pippen was a great player, sure. He was, you know... He, he was a phenomenal player, but Giannis is a better player than Pippen ever was. And Giannis has bigger aspirations than that, too. I think, I think Richard Jefferson's wrong. I think he's probably taking this small playoff sample size and blowing it way out of proportion by saying that Giannis can't carry a team or whatever. I'm sure that was the implication, but... It's definitely not true. If there's anybody that can carry a team, it's Giannis because he's one of the most unguardable players in the league. And, okay, okay, maybe I'll dial that back a little bit. There are players that can carry a team better than Giannis, but Giannis certainly can do that. He's just not doing it right now. So, yeah, Richard Jefferson needs to relax. Um, it's That was very disrespectful, but that's kind of what Richard Jefferson does because he doesn't really know his place, which is um, 
doesn't really have much of a place because I don't know why Richard Jefferson ever talks smack because he's Richard Jefferson. So, yeah, Richard Jefferson should... was good, man. Dude, Richard <laughs> Jefferson was not good. Yes, he was. He, really he was on was multiple teams bad. that went to the finals. Dude, he was on a team that won it. Dude, so was like Zaza Pachulia. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, but like Richard Jefferson actually played minutes and contributed something. Especially when he was on the Nets, like, at the beginning of his career, he was really good. Okay. If there's anybody that can't carry a team, it's, it's Richard Jefferson, I guess, is the point. <laughs> okay, but he's not, saying, I, he's not saying I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, but, like, sometimes you just need to dial it back a little bit. Because when a guy plays a couple bad games, you can't jump on him for not being, for being a scotty pippen of like what do we do who's the michael jordan if Giannis is the pippen you know that's that's, that's definitely not chris middleton <laughs> no it's definitely not chris middleton I think he's only michael jordan when he plays against the celtics yeah so clearly Giannis is okay Giannis is not as good as michael jordan of course but if there's a comparison to be made there which he's trying to do Giannis is the Jordan, and Middleton is the Pippen. Now, they're both, like, dollar store versions of the other one, so we can't really make that comparison. But it, it, that, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I also wanted to ask you about something that we discussed right before this podcast started when I, a Celtics fan, lamented the fact that the Celtics should be up 3-0 to zero right now, and you said... No, you sh- it's not that you should be up 3-0 to zero right now. So why don't you expand on that really quickly for this last part? Well, I mean, your, your reasoning was that they should be up 3-0 three to, zero, three to zero right now because, like, the Raptors made a, last, made a buzzer-beating 3 or something like that. And I was like, okay, but, like, they allowed that buzzer-beating 3. Like, they didn't play good enough defense on that possession to prevent that from happening. Now, if there was a bad call by a ref or something where they got totally screwed then maybe they should be up three to nothing but like in order to win the game in order to be able to say that you should have won the game like I mean I guess there are different connotations of that word but the way I took it was that somehow the Celtics got screwed when they really they only got screwed by themselves so I mean to say that they should have won like I guess, like, you're salty, I get it, but I don't know if you can really say that when they didn't do what it takes to win, you know what I'm saying? I mean, first of all, it came from the fact that they were the not only the better team throughout uh, 47 minutes and 59 and a half seconds <laughs> in that game, they were the better team. They were also the better team in the first two games by, like, a fair margin, so, especially in that first game, anyway. The second game was close, and, and took Marcus Smart going absolutely off, which every Raptors fan, you know, made sure to point out on Twitter. I, I, I know that there is um, fondness for, for Raptors Twitter on, you know, among, like, NBA media members and, like, fondness for the fan base, but I, and maybe it's just... I, I'm sure that it's just because I'm playing them in a playoff series right now. They get super, like, whiny. I think that they take after their coach... Uh, who is constantly complaining about everything. Um, so, you know, well, any Raptors same. fans who p- could potentially be listening, uh, I'm call- I am calling you out right now. Be better. Yeah, I mean, these are the same fans that booed an Achilles injury in the NBA Finals. So, I mean, what do you really expect from them? I mean, booed, booed a guy. They Sorry, they cheered for it. They were happy that it happened. So, I right. don't know what more you can really expect from them. 
Yikes, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. Do you agree with the with the idea that Boston has clearly been the better team through these three games? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this question on its on its head a little bit. What do you What do you think happens the rest of the series? Genuinely, from an honest perspective, biases. I always so, I, I anticipated at the beginning of the series the Raptors winning in six because the Celtics didn't have Hayward. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Boston to you know, show, like, show out like this, basically, um, to the point that, yes, I'm going to say it again, they should be up three to zero right now if it weren't for just one defense, like, bad defensive rotation, yeah, they're funny. up three to zero right now, and, and even if, you know, like, OG's shot is just, like, a fingernail to the right, I think it was, I think it kind of, like, slid in, like, on the right side, um, if it's like a fingernail more to the right, then they're up three to zero anyway, even with that defensive rotation. So, um, I, the way I see the series playing out, I, I think that the Raptors are going to get at least one more game. It could be a game four, who knows? And then if it is game four, I, I think it's going seven. If the Celtics can get the next one, I think it's Celtics in six. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never thought the Raptors were like really that good. I mean, I know a couple of podcasts ago. I Gee, like, I wonder why second best team in the East or something like that. But like, okay, no, I have I have no bitterness from the finals whatsoever. But like, I mean, given what you just said, it doesn't sound like that's true. Okay, I have bitterness toward a fan base that appreciates an Achilles tear. That's a different. That's a different thing. Yeah, I mean, I think Boston probably finishes it off. I mean. Whoever Boston runs into in the Eastern Conference Finals is going to destroy them. So I don't know. If okay, I mean, outside of Miami, we're playing the best of any team in the East right now. Yeah, the problem is, and we're like pretty close to Miami. I would say. Eh, I mean, I've gone full like I'm on the team. I'm saying we. So. Yeah, no, I, I I do that too. I do that too. Yeah, I mean, I guess like I guess they have a shot, but. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, know. Milwaukee I mean, said, is a bad matchup. I will remind you that outside of the, the one game in the bubble where we played awful and lost by 10 to Miami, we've beaten Miami in every other game this season. I don't think that Miami presents the same matchup problems that for for the Celtics that Milwaukee does. Let's, let's talk some baseball, Aiden. Fine, let's talk some baseball. We are getting to, what did you say, the halfway point we're, of the we're season? We're a few games past the halfway point. A few games past the halfway point of the MLB season, and so we wanted to take this time to offer up some takes. So, Nathan, as the resident MLB expert, what are you thinking? What have you seen? What do you want to talk about? I mean, we got to talk about the Phillies, don't we? Um, no, we really don't, because you know, we know, talk about the Phillies my... every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> A, a couple about a week and a half ago last sat last Saturday actually it was um, and and I'm only telling this story because people love to bash Bryce Harper's leadership qualities um, the Phillies lost their I think fourth straight game it was at the point and they were nine and fourteen and they were not playing good 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 baseball at all and Bryce Harper said look we need to go on a run we need to win nine of ten. Um, it it just has to happen for us to you know get into the postseason, play the baseball that we really want to be playing. Ten games later, Phillies have gone nine of ten, and they're eighteen and fifteen. They're currently in the number five spot for the MLB playoffs. 
Um, the number that I'm kind of eyeing to get into the playoffs is 30 wins. I think with an 18 playoff field, 30 wins probably gets the job done. The Phillies would have to go 12 and 15 the rest of the season in order to make it. So the Phillies are a lock for the playoffs. I, 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 I know I said this before oh the season God. started. And then by like game three, I was, I was all out. I was just out. I was just done with baseball. Um, there was even what do you mean by game three? I, there was even on game one. It was like half, halfway through game one. Yeah, no, I know. There was even a point where I like refused to admit that baseball even existed. I was just like, <laughs> bro, I'm done. Like, I'm so done. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing really for us to talk about here because, you know, we have already established that the Phillies are a lot. So why players. are you talking about it? Because oh, I knew it would kind of ruffle your feathers a bit. I know you really don't like to talk about that. I mean, otherwise, we would be talking about how the Red Sox have the second worst record in baseball and I know you don't want to talk about that either no I mean I'm, f- I'm fine with with talking about it there's just not that much to say the Red Sox are gonna get a really good pick and they're going to rebuild yeah sure you have fun with that little rebuild of yours um uh actually by the way the the way that they're doing the draft this year is it's not entirely based on 2020 records so the worst team doesn't automatically get the get the first pick so it's really what kind is of it like a lottery things. or something it's like a combination of this year and last year or something like that something complicated i mean we weren't good last year so right something that i don't really care about because my team's going to be in the playoffs anyway but i do want to ask you a question because it seems like there are some, you know, there are obviously some good teams around the league. You know, the A's are good. The Rays are good. The Dodgers are 29 and 10. They have a run differential of like plus 490 million. And I'm curious, do you think anybody can slow them down? Do you think anybody can stop them, that is? I mean, not maybe not in the regular season, but we're talking about the Dodgers in the playoffs. So, yes, <laughs> someone can slow them down. I mean... It's, it's, and it's not just because of the, oh, the Dodgers are chokers, they always get to the postseason to lose kind of thing. Um, it's just that, especially with the expanded playoff format, there's just more opportunities to lose. And I guess the fact that there's more games would indicate that like, the better team should win more often. But it, it just presents more like potential like matchup issues I think they, where they could end up running into the wrong team and just end up randomly losing one series even if they're they're the better team um I'm you know I've I've been impressed with the Cubs who mm. you know it was supposed to be like a, a, a three-way race for that division they've just clearly differentiated themselves as the best team there um they're like level with the Braves who I thought were was which was my World Series pick and the Braves have been good too and then the Padres, yeah, shocking. No, the obviously, I know every that's not like breaking news that the Padres being good is shocking. But yeah, uh, I I feel like maybe some of the talk about how they how good they are that should have been happening went went out the window with all the dumb discussions of unwritten rules and not trying mm-hmm. to hit a ball when you're up by how many runs was it? I think they were up by eight. I mean, like, teams have come back from eight-run deficits before. Yeah, I know it's the, not Phillies and Braves, the Phillies and, and, and Braves played a game last Sunday night where the Braves scored 10 runs in the second inning and the Phillies lost 12-10. to 10. At one point, it was a one-run game. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous to try to tell a guy to stop, you know, trying to hit in, in, in an eight-run game. If it's, like, a 20-run game, then, like, sure, but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I, I mean, even in a 20-run game, I would say just be a better pitcher. But 
Yeah, I, I the the Padres look. I I like the Padres. I mean, I hate Manny Machado with burning passion. He's the worst. Um, you don't want to come to Philly. We don't want you anyway. In the first place, we'll take our MVP, Bryce Harper. Anyway, I think the Padres are just a fun team to watch. I like um I like Fernando Tatis, of course. Now they have Aaron Nola's brother, Austin Nola, which is also fun. I guess I don't really care, but whatever. But I don't know if the Padres have the pitching to really get it done in the in the in the playoffs. I mean, they just traded for Mike Mike Clevenger, and Mike Clevenger's a stud. But other than that, I mean, Chris Paddock has been like okay. You know, the Padres don't really have any guys that I trust. You know, taking the ball in the first game or the the second game, I guess, of a three game play in you know in the first round and giving me seven innings, two runs, six innings, two runs, whatever it might be. So. It, the Padres are good if the Phillies played the Padres in the first round of the playoffs, which they'd be lined up to do if the season ended right now. I would be terrified. But I don't know if I'm fully in on the on the Padres yet. I think that they're a great regular season team. I don't know if they have what it takes to go deep in the playoffs necessarily. I'm going to push back on the Cubs point a bit. And to my brother, my dad, any of my family who might be, be listening to this podcast, it's probably not happening. But just in case, I, I apologize because... The Cubs started off the season thirteen and three. They were firing on all. They were. I mean, they were doing everything right. The starting pitching was dominant. It was like one of the best in the league. I think it was the best in the National League. The offense was clicking. The bullpen wasn't great, but it was holding up just enough because everything else they were doing was like perfect. Since then, they're nine and twelve, and it seems like they've come back to earth a little bit. They still have a decent three and a half game lead on the Cardinals, um, in the division, which like is comfortable. I guess they're probably gonna win it. Um, because the Cardinals are just not that good of a team. The division is just not really good. Um, But I don't know if the Cubs necessarily have what it takes to get out of the first round. I mean, the the pitching's come back to earth. They're just, the the bullpen's kind of a disaster at this point. Um, Maybe not disastrous, but it's not good by any means, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I want to say that I'm more confident in, in the Cubs. I don't know if I am. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I think that that will be determined by this five game series that the Cubs have with the Cardinals. Actually, starting today, by the way. So, uh, by the time people listen to this, I think game one will be done. Hmm. But or I mean, it is baseball, so maybe it'll just be in like the fourth inning or something. But um, I I think that's going to be a huge determinant because. I mean, for obvious reasons, it's, it's five games, which is what what fraction of a sixty game season? I, I, I don't right know. It's a significant, 12. yeah, it's a yeah, it's a season. significant portion. It is against the second place team in the NL Central. Um, both teams have been just kind of like treading water. I think um, the Cubs are five and five in their last ten, and the Cardinals are four and six. Hmm. So they're both just kind of like treading water right now and trying to like survive, <laughs> and so especially because of the length of the series. If if one team can get like four, four out of the five or something, that is going to be absolutely crucial. And if it is the Cubs who like win four or even all, all five of the games, then I, I will have a lot more confidence in them as a, as a team that can win when it really matters. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if we can judge how good a team will fare in the postseason by a regular season series, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely some some merit to that. I I want to want to wrap up with with one thing that I feel like you would somewhat enjoy. Um, one of the other teams that started off the season really hot along with the Cubs was the New York Yankees. They were like eight and one. They were something ridiculous. Um, they're now twenty and sixteen. They're five games back 
of the first place Tampa Bay Rays, who have the best record, second best record in baseball, by the way. They are tied with the Toronto Blue Jays at five games back, and if things go wrong today, the Yankees will be in third place. They're only four games ahead of the Baltimore Orioles, so tell me, what is it about about the Yankees? Do you think this is really who they are, and I guess just how excited over overall are you that... I mean, you know that I don't have a problem with the Yankees. I don't really see why people do, but obviously you're a Red Sox fan, so you do. So go ahead, rant, on, rant about the Yankees for a minute or two. First of all, I just want to talk on your why do people not like the Yankees thing. And I think that from my, I guess from my perception, I, I have the feeling about the Cowboys that you have about the Yankees. Okay. Okay. Where they're like a team that was especially really great in the 90s and has like a history overall of being one of the best teams in the league, but has not really performed in the last 20 years all that well. I know the Yankees have a championship, but the Cowboys don't. But one championship is not up to the to the Yankee standards, is it? And despite that, both the team and the fan base carry a kind of a level of arrogance about them that makes them that makes them hateable i've never been like a like a cowboy like i hate the cowboys thing but you're an eagles fan so you obviously do hate them just like i'm a red sox fan i hate the yankees so i think that's kind of like the way to view it second of all part of that whole arrogance and like entitlement that i see with the yankees fans um is is really showing up this season Mm. my friend bobby who we referenced earlier has been whining and whining and whining like Nick Nurse basically um, about how the Yankees are so injured and they don't have anybody who can play and we're basically putting a triple A team out there which you know fine like injuries do affect a team but why are the Rays the second best team in the league then when their entire pitching staff has oh, been yeah. injured they've been decimated and that was supposed to be the strength of their team yeah uh, this it, it's it's sports it's professional sports there's no there's no excuses excuses have been the Yankees fans conversation of choice over the last however many years just win I, yeah. I, I don't I don't care just win uh, now is is the is the least worthy excuse out of all of them because there's a team in your division that's showing you how you can do it. Yeah. Um, every every season I make my, you know, full standings with the full the full records. I do all the math to make sure it all it all works out. And I did that this year, of course. And I had the Tampa Bay Rays winning thirty nine games. Granted I didn't have them win at East because I had the Yankees of winning forty two. I'll hold the L <laughs> on that. But I had the Rays winning thirty nine and People that I kind of showed this to were like, huh, the Rays, 39 games. I was like, yeah, I'm a big Rays guy. And I'm, I've always been a big Rays guy. Big uh, Rays I, I say guy. always. <laughs> I, say, I say always. I mean, like, for the last two years. But in order to win 39 games this year, the Rays will have to go 13 and 9 through their last um, math, uh, 22 games of the season. So that seems entirely in the realm of possibility. So as much as I might be holding the L with the Yankees, although they are still my World Series pick, maybe not to win it, but to at least go there. Um, I'm, I'm f- feeling pretty good about my Rays one. Um, so I guess we should trust my predictions in general. And I had the Phillies making the playoffs, finishing second in the NL East, and I was right about that as well. So I guess it's Rays-Phillies season, 2008 throwback. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to our pop song segment of the week. So, Nathan, what song do you have for me today? You know, you are boxing yourself in when you say this pop song segment. Um, 
the way I interpret this that's segment, literally how we how we created this the segment. way I interpret this segment is we just do songs that Aiden hates maybe from genres that Aiden hates or just things that I think that Aiden will hate so a little a little backstory I'll make this quick we Aiden and I um, work with the same student student newspaper right so we were in a meeting of course a, a, a virtual meeting I think two weeks ago and we were all talking about you know what songs we've been we've been listening to recently and I mentioned a country song that I've I've actually really really gotten into and um, no you're not gonna make me listen to country I refuse I will not Aiden says I will never voluntarily listen to country music and I said okay that's fair um, so you're not going to voluntarily listen to country music. I'm just going to kind of make you listen to country music. I'm going to so leave today, the Zoom. Today's song is called Will the Circle Be Unbroken? And it's by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. I'm going to play a card that I haven't played before. Play it. I might have I might have heard this song Are before. you serious? Have you, though? Or you might have? I might have. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's hear it and we'll see. All right. I'm just trying to figure out any way that I can get out of this. Do you have nope. a backup song? No, I don't. This is it. Uh, oh, no. Are you ready? Are you ready? You have to send it to me. Uh, can't believe a kid from the Bay Area is voluntarily listening to country. What a disgrace. Are you ready? Look, look. Will look. the circle be unbroken? Look, I really think that you're going to like this song. And you oh, don't really? think you're gonna like Yeah. No, I do. I do. Yeah. Do you think that I'm gonna like it? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna no, listen to the first few seconds and see if I it's five minutes and forty seconds long. It's music, man. We'll see if I agree with that assessment. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Is that a banjo I hear? Mm-hmm. It is. Should I say that there's a reason why Andy Bernard plays the banjo on The Office during his annoying phase? <laughs> not a banjo solo. Oh, no. not a banjo solo? Fan? No, 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 That's no, a bad no, take. No, That's no, a bad no, take. No, no, no. That might be the coldest take you've had on this podcast. Ah, the fiddle solo. Mm. You're waiting for it, I know. Don't worry. Not in, in anticipation, but more in, like... A fear? <laughs> How many times can you ask the same question? I don't know if the circle will be unbroken. I, I don't know. <laughs> does this song need to be five minutes and 40 seconds? It does. It does. What's your shall I Shall I offer my opinion? Oh, yes. All right. I don't feel like I hate it as much as you think. I hate it, and as much as you thought I was going to hate it, but here is why. No, it is I thought, not. I, I said I thought you were gonna like it, but sorry, continue. It is not because I have any sort of appreciation for country music. It is because this is a church hymnal that they try to turn into country music, and I have appreciation for church hymnals. You're so I was in I was at a church choir when I was younger. You know, I, I like that kind of music. But this is a church hymnal that is embellished and performed as if it was country. There is no reason for you to reference the Lord in any song and then also have a banjo and a fiddle solo. <laughs> there is no reason for it. That is um, probably that is probably 
the nerdiest thing you could have said about that. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm right. Why are you booing me? I'm right. (laughs) I play you a song and you go, I was in a church choir one time. I was like, what? I'm sorry. Are you, are you, are you, are you hating on me because of, of my past religious affiliation? Not at at all. I'm saying this has nothing to do. That's what it sounds like. I'm saying this has nothing to do with a church choir. It it most certainly does. It is it 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 is the chord progression of a church song. There the the Lord is literally referenced in it. There are times when they try to perform it like those those singing solos as if they were in a church hymnal, except for they put like a country twang on it and it ruins it. Ruins it, huh? Ruins it. So you you really weren't a fan at all. I, I wanna I wanna ask you a question. At one point you said, how many times can they ask that question? How many, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the circle will be unbroken, blah, 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 whatever, I'm Aidenberg. And one thing popped into my head, and that was, this is a huge Beatles fan talking. So my question is, how many times do they have to greet Jude at the end of Hey Jude? Because literally the last four and a half minutes is... Na 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 na, na 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 na. Well, that's not greeting Jude. Hey Jude, <laughs> and they say that line, "Hey Jude," like eight million times. No, but see the difference so is that the was good. Standards here. The difference is that was good. Okay, so the problem isn't that they said it too many times. The problem is that you didn't like them saying it at all in the first place. No, it's not that I didn't like them saying it all in the first place. Is that I didn't like them trying to take a song from one genre which is good and fit into a genre which is bad so i think i think and um, so at that point i was irritated with the song and when you are irritated you are less likely to deal with annoying repetition uh whereas in hey jude uh, i don't think that anyone can argue that the end of that song or any part of that song is ever annoying so I think, or that it tries to be something that it isn't. I think you're being. I think that's the problem with you in in, in general. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I just in general, <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like this is getting kind of deep. <laughs> I just think you're being a little closed-minded, because I feel really? like I feel like when I said it's a country song, you were probably thinking of typical country music that's like. I'm from the South and I got a truck and everybody else sucks or some, you know, whatever, however most country songs go. They're about like... You should write a country song. They're That's about like trucks. They're, they're, they're about like trucks, beer, girls, and guitars, right? There's like nothing else that they ever sing about. And I feel like I tried to throw it back because I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't like the modern, you know, guitar, whatever, country music style. So I threw it back and I gave you a more a better for lack of a better word type of country music and you're still not buying it i, I and i just think you're being too close-minded about the country blanket country music genre in the first place that's my that's my issue i mean i guess i could say that it's better than other country music that i've heard but i'm not going to enjoy it because again it is a diff they are trying to take a song that belongs in a different genre and f- put it into something where it doesn't sound as good but how does it like belong to a different genre 
you can just like it's kind of tough to explain it's just when i when i heard like the chord progressions and sure when i heard like the references to the lord and the lyrics i could just hear how it could sound as like a church hymnal and it sounded better in my head as a church hymnal than with a bunch of guys crooning and playing a freaking banjo and a and a fiddle Give me, give me that organ, oh, man. Give me, give me a chorus, a chorus of voices that aren't that aren't twanging like that. <laughs> what, what's your grade? I want to give it an F. Oh my god! But you don't even think it was an F. You don't even think it was. An F. I mean, like it's a listenable song, especially if you don't know what I know. If you're not. You know, cursed with knowledge as I am. Good lord. <laughs> oh, sorry, I referenced the lord. Um, if it's if it's listenable, I'm, it has to be at least a C minus. You can't give it anywhere in the D range. It's listenable, but it has the issue of of it's not as good as it as it could be. So I give it a D plus. Moving on. Freestyle segment. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, so as we're, we are going to move on to our freestyle segment now, and Nathan, as I understand it, we have another special guest with us today. Do you want to introduce him? We do. So I'm back in my place in L.A., and I'm here with one of my roommates, the boy. His name is Jack Monk. This man spits absolute bars. So what's going down is me and Jack are going to tag team this freestyle. Uh, I don't know how exactly it's going to work, but that's the point of a freestyle. We're going to go absolutely crazy. Jack, say what's up. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> that is what's going down, apparently. Are you guys ready for your four words? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, number one is champion. Okay, champion. Number two is critic. Critic, okay, okay. Number three is runner. Runner, okay. And number four is coach. Coach. Champion, Do you critic. have those all written down? Champion, can I use this? Yeah, sure. Champion. Critic. I didn't need you to write them down. I can remember that. Runner. Hey. <laughs> and coach. All right. All right. Let's All right. let's let's just get this thing going. Jesus I'm gonna take out these headphones. Are you guys gonna hop right into it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I got it. See now we got the format. Alright, yeah, yo, it's me and Jack on the track. Yeah, my bar's so hot, cause they call me Nathan Ack. You know I run the game, yeah, I'm the champion. And this noise so crazy, but it's kinda ambient. Okay. Hey, speaking of running games, I used to be a runner. Not talking about walking up to your girl and getting a number. I'm talking about something else that's a thumper. Coming straight off of the top, then I had to go stumper. Okay, yeah, I paint all the bars, yeah, you know it's acrylic. Yeah, my bars are so hot, it's feeling kind of acidic. Yeah, you say I'm not good, yeah, you just a critic. Wait, I don't give a, okay, wait, Jack. I am the coach, am the goat. What you know about the flow? Have it coming at the throat. You be wondering how hard can the kid go? Probably like, uh, you know. Yeah, we out. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Oh yeah, we need that. We need one. that. Okay. 
critic one or uh where you just like left the final rhyme and you just didn't say like any rhyme on the punchline well i i had to intro my boy jack i mean i gotta i gotta pass the mic off somehow does, does he ever rap no he never raps no yeah, i'm not rapping. way way too scared oh to my rap. god yeah seriously it's not that i'm scared i just have no ability Listen, to do it i know you can rap <laughs> if you just give it give it a chance yeah i think man. if you take the time then next you can, week you can definitely do it next, next week, week you'll be ready i'm next not week. gonna commit to that <laughs> hey man you're lost i'm not as willing to embarrass myself in public as nathan i don't so. know what you think is so embarrassing we just threw down the hammer dude it was crazy all right well you know embarrassing impairment Dearman. <laughs> how how crazy did we truly go it was good i liked it mm. Besides that, uh, that one, that one critic one where you just kind of left it into nothingness, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Uh, I liked ambient with champion. That's about as good as you're gonna do with that. Mm. I was, I was worried that you were gonna whine and complain about how difficult that one was. But, it's easy, man. It's um, easy. And then I liked, I really liked the runner, the runner, uh, the runner bar. Mm. That was good. Mm. It was that was that was pretty sweet. Mm. And. I certainly think that uh, Jack has a better delivery than you, Nathan. So maybe you need to maybe you need to work on that part, like uh, like Jeff Passon said. Point taken. Yeah, Jack's probably got a better flow. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you All know. All right. Uh, what are you, what What are your guys' thoughts on how that went? I thought it went pretty crazy. I mean, look, the tag team's just hard. Like, it's just hard. It's just a more difficult format. Because on because on the one hand, you'd think like, oh, you don't have to think quite as much. But now it's like, I got to think about how to weave it in and then pass it off. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Nothing like weaving it in and passing it off, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any final thoughts before we, before we get to our outro? No, we, I mean, we sort of went crazy. I'm really not going to lie. We sort of went crazy. Um, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Baseline to Baseline. If you want to check out some of our previous month's work, you can search Baseline to Baseline. That's B-A-S-E-L-I-N-E to B-A-S-S-L-I-N-E, along with the month in uh, the SoundCloud search. We are now, uh, this is the first show in our September block, so stay tuned for, for more awesome episodes. And also, we would definitely like to thank Jack for coming on and, and helping Nathan out with his performance this week. It seems like Nathan just couldn't really uh, carry the load, so he had to call in some help. So uh, appreciate appreciate Jack for doing that. Big shout out to the boy. And uh, Nathan, is there anything that you would like to say before we sign off? Stay tuned for future episodes. We're back next week, as always, on Baseline to Baseline. Till then, Nathan out. <laughs> Thank you.